Welcome to the Disney Hour Express podcast. I'm Abby. And I'm Rob. We are two hopelessly romantic Disney enthusiasts. Sharing fun stories, secret tips, and family travel experiences. If you are a Disney newbie, or maybe a season pass holder, we hope you find this information helpful. We turned our love of Disney into a unique boutique travel agency that books Disney and Universal vacations. We've got a lot of stories, so cozy on up, choose your favorite drink, whether that be a cocktail or a hot chocolate, and enjoy the Disney Hour Express. Hey, babe. Hi. Hi. What's your favorite ride at Animal Kingdom? Well, that's uh, that's somewhat easy. Of course, it is Dinosaur. No, just kidding. Avatar Flight of the Passage. Why? Well, I mean, it's the newest ride. It's the newest ride there. Maybe Navi's is Navi. Wait, what came first, Navi River Journey or yeah, Flight of the Passage? Maybe the same time. I'm not exactly sure, but I mean, just the overall experience. I mean, the 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 build up, right? It's like it has all the weight, you know, has the longer queue time. It has the the better queue. You're going through. It looks like the like laboratory of where the avatars are. You're you know you see the avatar in the um in the tank as you're going through i mean it just like That's the build so cool. up that gets to it and then you know as you get through and it has that that disney trope of showing you the uh like the pre-ride video screen you know while you're waiting while you're just you know you're you're standing on your number or whatever number you get to and here's this thing and now it's setting the stakes of what you're going into and just that, that whole build up just sounds uh it's just it's awesome. How long did you wait the first time you went on that? <laughs> so the first time I went there it was with me and my brother. Hey, Mikey. Mike. <laughs> Shout out. Um, we went there. We got there just after rope drop. And we got in a line and we got to the back, you know, you get back of the line. People were already building up. And it said there was going to, I think it was. I think it's a 60 minute wait. May said like 65 minute wait. So we we're like, eh, all right. We knew we didn't have anything until like 11. So we were like, all right, let's do it. So we get in line and we're just like, where's this going? And then it kind of like wraps around down. There's a bridge and it brings you like you're heading towards Africa on, uh, you know, in, in the animal kingdom. And then it kind of looped back around. It brought you back up the bridge and you get, you kind of get back and you think you're just about to get into like the main queue of the ride. And then you get in past it and you finally get to where now they're, they're at least, you know, they're checking everyone, you know, you're going past like the wristbands where you would scan your wristband and it just, just just more waiting, (laughs) just more waiting. And you're just stuck with the people in line around you and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting eventually you want to ask me how long it actually we waited in line for yeah how long it was three hours and 20 minutes 
But you thought it was only going to be 65. Ooh, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it was long. Did you miss other fast pass rides? At <laughs> we that did time? at that point. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we were supposed to go on Cali River Rapids and uh-huh. uh, we missed that one to get on that ride. You know, oh, now was man. it was it worth it? You know, it it's an awesome ride. I mean, you get on there, you kind of strap in. It feels like you're riding one of the uh, Ah, the name of the beast, the flying, there's, it's escaping me at the moment. We just saw Avatar 2, but, you know, it's you're going through all that. I mean, it's an amazing experience. And, you know, it, it, it lasts, what, five minutes, maybe. A little bit longer than that, but I think no. it, was, it was longer than five. And, you know, I just don't know. I don't know if it was three hours and 20 minutes, but that's kind of like the, I think that's the issue of going to animal kingdom right yeah. well you know i i think i probably waited about the same time and we did it more in the evening um when we went but for me i'm not a video gamer i've never done vr like i don't i'm not really in that so when i got onto this i believe they're called banshees banshees i was floored like unbelievable so if you thought it was cool and you're in the video game world like i i mean times that by 10 million because i just i'd never seen anything like it Mm -hmm. everybody's like oh compare it to soren this was beyond beyond yes Uh, no absolutely and there was like there were stakes to it you know there was a there was a narrative behind it as well. So you kind of. Yes. You, know, you became a part of the story, which yeah. most Disney rides you do. But mm-hmm. this one was a little bit more of a story. Mm-hmm. There was more there. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So we agree. That was that, right. Because that's your favorite ride. And no, it's not. Oh, well, curveball. actually, curveball. I, mean, I love the safari, but my favorite ride was the Navi River journey. Okay. The lights and the, I guess, the luminescent things that they put up in there are far beyond eye candy. It is so beautiful in there and so relaxing. It really immersed you into that experience of being a Navi, and I I loved it so much. I loved it. I love going on that ride, and my youngest daughter loves it, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So she's a huge Avatar fan fan and and that's one of her favorite rides and and that's one of the and then it has of course the um it's like the state-of-the-art animatronic at the mm-hmm. end of the navi uh yeah. kind of yeah it's like sitting there and i mean it, it's, it looks singing as real you know it looks as lifelike as possible with, yes you know it's so good really it's so good yeah so yeah that was a huge addition to the parks over yeah. there but it, um, again that's another one that's it has like a longer wait. Like, you know, it, it can build up there because of the fact that, right. you know, how many rides are actually. Right. And there. both, I believe, are kind of rope drop rides. So you have to decide which one you're going to go on. I felt mm-hmm. like the Navi, we did rope drop for it during yes. our last trip and we didn't wait. No, it was like a 20 minute. 20 I mean, we waited for the ride to open because uh, it wasn't opening. It was a little bit different procedure than than normal mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean it was like a 20 minute wait yeah and then we just and got walked, through i mean and, and, right but but that ride also that's a 
it's that one's another short-ish ride. It's not that long. It's not long. But it's amazing because Pandora only opened in 2017. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I can't imagine before it because it's just no. such a such an amazing place. Yeah. And um, such a big part of Animal Kingdom. But Animal Kingdom has so much to offer aside from that, too. Yeah, I mean, even if you weren't going to go on any of the rides, just going over to Pandora is mm. beautiful. Oh, they yeah. have all sorts of light up things. They've got the rocks that are seeing the floating like mountains. suspended yeah. in the air. The floating mountains. And then, of course, yeah. you know, the tree. Yes. And they then they have the great musicians that come through over there too, which is my favorite part of Animal Kingdom. It's I I love all the different cultures and mm-hmm. music that come through. It's yeah. just amazing. It's fun that you can just dance and mm-hmm. do all sorts of different things. Um, and it's a slower pace. It's a slower pace than Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is boom, boom, boom. We're going to do all these rides. We're going to do this, and we got to stop by that, and all over. But mm-hmm. uh, Animal Kingdom, although you have certain activities that you want to do and get to quickly. There's also just this idea of we're walking around and everything you see is just very relaxing. Yeah. And it's yeah. different cultures. And I love it is, that. It is. It is true. Now, whether or not, you know, the adults love that, is that a kid friendly park or the kids somewhat, you know, into that as much. Yeah. They're always kind of more looking for the next ride or they're looking for a meet and greet or. Right. So I always think that there needs to be a different expectation or that animal kingdom needs to be. um, Sometimes I do it as the first day Mm -hmm. on our trip just to kind of ease into it, Mm -hmm. get us relaxed from being off the airplane and into this, our first night in a hotel, always rough because it's a different Mm -hmm. routine. So having that as your first day and let's say you're going to all four parks is is pretty ideal. Mm -hmm. And then having Magic Kingdom, let's say you're going from a month, like coming in Sunday night. Monday, you do Animal Kingdom. Yep. Tuesday, I'd say Magic Kingdom. Take a break on Wednesday. Thursday, mm-hmm. do Hollywood Studios. And then Friday, you would do Epcot. Or you could reverse the two, uh, Hollywood Studios and Epcot, depending. Yeah, it all depends. And then some people even, some people like to do, uh, you know, if they're going to do a day of park hopping, they like to do it between Animal Kingdom and Epcot. It's... They do. Yes, that's so true because mm-hmm. there's different, d- depending on the ages of who you've got in your mm-hmm. crew, um, you can definitely put both in one day. However, I'm not sure you'd make it all the way around the world. No. It's a pretty long job. That, that's a, that, that would be long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To get all the way, but you can hit the, you know, you probably could get some of the rides in both, like the main rides in both. It's still probably worth, you know, taking your time and doing it in a day, but it's possible. Yeah. I'd say so. So there was all these crazy rumors flying around about the viability of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been circulating and the speculation says that Disney World will close that fourth theme park in 2024. Now, this is speculation, folks. Mm -hmm. This is not real true. We don't know. But at D23, the presidents of Parks and Experiences did say there's going to be a big Animal Kingdom revamp. And I heard that was specific to Dinoland. Is, <laughs> yeah. Right? Is that what you saw? I, I actually saw a picture. 
Oh. Um, like they just had like a rough, you know, it was just kind of like, it usually never really looks exactly like this, but it looked pretty cool. Like they were going to revamp it because they've already removed the, um, what was the, di- it was like the dinosaur, it wasn't Triceratops spin. Oh, that, yeah. They're over but in there Dino was a Land. Dino ride, yes. Yeah, but that that section is kind of just like it's it feels old <laughs> and outdated. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And so the, what they were trying like what they might put out looked like it's it could be pretty cool, but Oh, I'm excited. And I don't think there's any way that they close down that park. No. I mean, it is just it it's it's opened in 1998, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the biggest park out of all the parks. So um, it has 500 acres. Huge. Yeah. But the cost per acre has to be really, really astonishing. And the day-to-day cost keeping all those animal uh, animals arrive and healthy. So we're, we're not just talking about the kids. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the real live animals. So Kilimanjaro Safaris, which is at Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. is the main reason for the high costs in the park. The attraction is 110 acres. So that's larger than Magic Kingdom, like we said before. And Disney does spend a ton of money, as they should, feeding and taking care of these unique animals. So I I mean, hats off to the veterinarians and the folks that are so serious about these animals, because I was thinking back to March 16th, 2020, when they closed down those parks, they had to stay. Yeah, they had to stay and take care of the animals. And they really had to think about the animals first. Mm -hmm. And that park was closed all the way until July 11th due to covid so that is a really long time and and you know back then there were rumors that animals could also get covid or give covid so when we were watching that new disney plus show it's in its second season what is that called again that is called it's called the magic of disney's animal kingdom Kingdom. right Um, so it's on its second season now, but it definitely highlighted back in the beginning times in COVID. And you could see that they were wearing masks when they interacted with the animals. They were, and it, and it was interesting because they were less concerned about wearing the masks when they were interacting with each other. And so I was just looking at that. I was like, these people rock. They really take these animals into consideration. And on um, Disney Plus on this show, they were showing us all the different ways they were trying to get the giraffes to not go into the safari path, which I'm sure if you've ever been on the safari ride, you've definitely been stopped by a giraffe. What do they call it? The giraffe jam or something like (laughs) that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so they were trying to make um, special feeding... um, trees or parts of the trees Mm. so that it would keep them more entertained and that's i mean that's awesome creative work that's not only involving involving veterinarians and caretakers but it's involving what disney is known for bringing on that creative imagination Mm -hmm. yeah because like in 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 that right in the safari like they don't use traditional gates or anything right they're all everything's like you know rock formations and moats and you know ponds and and things like that to kind of keep everybody separate right so there's 
no visible barriers yes. there. Yeah. And and that is so unique. And Disney is the first place to do something like that. Mm. Um, again, so it took a lot of science and it took a lot of knowledge to make sure that all these 300 species of animals, that's about 2,000 animals that they have, could live together um, on this non-barriered property, or at least barriers that we can't see. And I thought that us having two dogs and two cats was a lot. <laughs> Four animals in this house is kind of a lot. <laughs> People think we're nuts. Especially one's a, a puppy. With the, <laughs> He has a lot of puppy power. <laughs> puppy power. <laughs> um, so all these animals were brought in from other accredited zoos and aquariums in the beginning. Um, and there's a lot of endangered species. So that's really great that they're trying to repopulate these endangered species um, at Animal Kingdom. I mean, I don't know what little girl didn't have a dream of becoming a veterinarian until they <laughs> knew how much schooling <laughs> <laughs> there was. I mean, I wanted to be a veterinarian and an astronaut, so <laughs> well, big dream. It could have been the first, maybe, the <laughs> first vet, vet astronaut. Well... Maybe. There's got to be animals somewhere out there. There's something. The truth is that astronaut. There. I like it. I'm sure Barbie already has a book about it, though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so there's so many things at Animal Kingdom that we haven't even experienced yet that I'm excited to try out this year. Yeah. So there's a wildlife express train that goes to Rafiki's Planet Watch and over there in the the affection section you can pet the animals it's pretty cool i think that's phenomenal mm -hmm. and again i usually always cut my animal kingdom days short because yeah. we either want to go to disney springs or we're short on time so we're just rushing yep. through it but i definitely plan on taking that train ride over there visiting affection section but even better is you get to go and see the veterinary treatment center so on certain days, they're doing all sorts of different veterinary care, and you could see potentially a tiger having vet care done, or a little cute birdie, or anything, uh, if you're just there at the lucky time in which they need to do some sort of dental cleaning or other sort of care. It's it's fantastic. It's a fantastic opportunity. Again, I think it opens up kids' imaginations for all the things that they can do. They can do all these things. And I think the more that they see the different things they can do, their their world just opens up even more. So, I mean, no, why no, not? It's true if you get them to do it. I mean, because you're, when you're going there, so that, you know, Animal Kingdom in its own, it has the least amount of actual cued attractions. There's only eight at the moment attractions when you go there. Um, so, I mean, it really makes a big difference in amongst the other, you know, you kind of have to, like, if you're going to take out the avatar, if you're not going to wait in line, I looked at avatar times today, we're recording, this is a Friday, you know, it was about two o'clock and av both avatar rides were about 60 minute wait. So, I mean, that's doable on a, on a, you know, a Friday in January, but it, it could get back there as people, you know, at times get busier. So yes yeah uh, and it, it's tough and then right now it also has the cali river rapids are closed mm -hmm. there was talks again of that closing again like oh. be per closing permanently 
but they are but disney did say that it's going to reopen in march they're uh that's at least what it's showing like if you could go on and look at when when like rides are back open again and say march okay so all right it, that makes sense because right now not everybody in the world wants to ride a water ride and oh, sign in me the up. winter <laughs> not that it's super cold in florida but it could be colder than normal yeah no so absolutely. that will be exciting when it opens back up again absolutely hmm, i love yeah. that so uh, you know there's a couple of random facts about Animal Kingdom, too. Okay. Um, one is purely for safety. Um, the restrooms all have doors at their entrances and exits. So this practice is in place so that in the event of an animal escaping, so say that tiger you were teasing on mm. the safari ride escapes mm. and tries to come find you, um, the guests would be able to shelter safely inside of these restrooms and they could potentially then exit. Right. Yeah, no, it's true. And then, you know, normally you go into a men's room, um, you're trying to escape because there's, <laughs> uh, it's not pleasant, but, uh, I guess <laughs> when you, if it comes down to it, you're going to hide from uh, Tony, the tiger in there, you know, I've never, most of the Disney restrooms, I have to say, are good. But I do have to say the worst Disney restroom ever. Uh-oh. Every single go. experience I've ever had is the restroom outside of Liberty Tavern. Come on, folks. It is oh. disgusting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yuck. We need to get that together. That's in Magic Kingdom. We're talking about Animal Kingdom today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. We're talking about the animals. <laughs> All the animals. So anyways, um, back to 2014. This was another random fact. In October of 2014, a snake dropped out of a tree and bit a boy at Animal Kingdom. What? That's a surprise. So the boy was fine. The snake was non-venomous. I mean, super scary. But the unfortunate thing is that his great-grandmother was with him. And she suffered a cardiac arrest because she was having a reaction to her great grandson yeah. getting bitten by the snake. How scary. I mean, I couldn't even imagine, you know, I, you don't have to be in. The, it's not just Indiana Jones that's afraid of snakes. It's uh, it's anyone. It's also this lady is afraid of snakes. Oh, oh boy. Am we I? have a there's a video that passed around our family of abby battling a snake maybe one day we'll put on her instagram i'm telling you a snake got into our breezeway so it's where we just like store all of our shoes we kick them off in this breezeway before we go into the rest of the house and i was out gardening and came in and a snake had gotten in through the back door into the breezeway. And I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking, okay, Rob's not going to be here for another hour or two. If I just leave him, like I leave spiders under cups and things for him. If I just leave the snake in here, it's going to make a home in a shoe and we're never going to find it until it jumps out and bites someone. I have to take care of this snake. I found the nearest umbrella and just 
<laughs> she found the nearest umbrella, think- but also she wanted to videotape it the entire way too. So well, I had to send it to my friend who would never she believe what was yeah, happening. She wanted proof that she did this. Otherwise, we were like, yeah. I mean, it okay. doesn't happen if it's not videoed, right? <laughs> but so maybe you would have been ready if that animal jumped out. Maybe yeah. if the snake jumped out. But uh, what a what a terrible thing to have happened. But. I guess that's a reminder that you are dealing with live animals here and you have to kind of be prepared. Always be prepared. (laughs) Can't say that word. Prepared for anything. So one Hmm. last fun fact is most of the things in Disney World are only 199 feet tall. Um, that's the tall rides I'm talking about, because once you get to 200 feet tall, you, to stay within Florida's ordinance laws requiring you require a blinking light to let low airplanes like low flying planes know that you're there. So Expedition Everest over in Animal Kingdom is 199 feet tall at its tallest point. Mm -hmm. And that is a really good ride. I think that was one of the first coasters that I loved because it had a little bit of thrill, but it wasn't just about speed. Like the rock and roller coaster i felt like it was really just about speed and it kind of gave you whiplash but the mount everest or expedition everest ride had just this cute cute theme and and it was scary but you were going along with the story a little bit better now see that's another ride where it has the uh the infamous uh yeti that you know people see in videos but was only ever act like the the Yeti's still down to this day. There there is a Yeti that appears when you get to a certain point of the ride, and it's supposed to come out and kind of you know just spook you a little bit you know as the it kind of like goes up and then comes back um, on the roller coaster. But that's been down <clears throat> like pretty, almost pretty since, it, since the beginning yeah, since it started. So it's just another one of those things. Animal Kingdom feels a little bit forgotten sometimes. Sometimes. But again, the animals can't be beat. And that's what it's all about, right? So another thing that they have to keep at the parks is they make sure that you're not using plastic straws and they're off for you the paper straws because plastic straws and plastics in general are just not good for animals. Animals can ingest them and it could really mess up their GI tracts. So they don't do that. So that also means there are no balloons allowed at Animal Kingdom. So if you are park hopping and got a balloon at Magic Kingdom and brought it over to Animal Kingdom, that balloon is going to go into a little balloon daycare section. It's adorably cute. Your balloon will be babysat for the afternoon. Mm, That's pretty good. But then you can come back and get it. But it's just not going to be going into the park. So good thing to know. No, definitely. <laughs> don't don't bring your balloons <laughs> or bring them and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, totally understandable things. We would never want a balloon to pop mm-hmm. and get into the you know, yeah. cute, adorable hippos play area. I just ugh, makes me sad thinking about all the things that could happen. So our travel specialist, Nicole, is a gluten-free travel specialist, and that's what she kind of specializes in. Um, She knows every single place where there Mm -hmm. are gluten-free items throughout Disney World. And she said that Animal Kingdom has the 
is is the only park with gluten-free churros. Yeah, see, that's very, you know, if you want to experience a churro, but you can't handle the gluten, you got to go to Animal Kingdom. <laughs> got to go to Animal Kingdom. She also said that the best meal out of mm-hmm. all the Disney parks is also located at Animal Kingdom, and that is Tiffin's. She said the that the environment of the park. So now we've been talking about how Animal Kingdom's a little bit slower paced than the rest of the parks. But she said even this restaurant was even brought her anxiety level down even more because it was a little bit of dim lighting. They had like low music. It was very welcoming, smooth relaxing and the food was phenomenal which i think just made them love it even more wasn't that where we went uh didn't we go on our trip to tiffin's yeah didn't we have a big lunch there i thought yeah but i feel like we had a different experience i'm not sure that 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 was where we went or was it the yeah i might be confusing it with something else but yeah if i've been to tiffin's I'll have to think about it. But then when I was talking to travel specialist Nicole, we kind of giggled over the Garden Grill, which has amazing food over in Epcot. Amazing. But we all kind of got like that seasick feeling after spinning around for so long. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. I kind of just want to stay stationary while I'm eating. Yeah. I mean, it's unique Mm. and I love it. But Mm. yeah, we did not feel good. So I get that. One other thing of note... uh, we're talking uh, Animal Kingdom and uh, places where you consume things. One of my favorite places to go is the uh, Dawa Bar. Dawa hmm. uh, Bar. It's right in Africa. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it's all, you know, it's just a bar and it's all outside. It kind of, oh, again, yes. I really felt like I was in like a, I felt like I was in Indiana Jones and uh, I was in Morocco. I was, in, you know, it was a, the Raiders style and it just kind of felt like that and you're all outside and you know it's hot it's florida the shows as you were mentioning show up and they have like the dancers come up and they're doing the 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 different dancing yeah and you're hearing the music and it was just i really enjoyed it i was just sitting outside and kind of people watching when i did my solo trip there so that was definitely a place if you're looking to get an adult beverage i'd recommend going there that's good to know awesome I guess for me, I wanted to say that the Adventure Outpost is the best place to get Mickey and Minnie pictures. It's an indoor experience. And if you have um, a Disney, uh, gosh, why is that? Photo pass. Yes, thank you. The photo pass. If you have a Disney photo pass, that, that experience was the most phenomenal. I liked the way that Mickey and Minnie were dressed and I felt like the lighting was the best. I've done the Mickey and Minnie pictures everywhere else okay. and and nothing compared. It was just us in the room. As for the other experiences, it's like you go see one um like Mickey and then yeah. you move over and you see Goofy and then you move over and you see Daisy but this was just Mickey and Minnie and it was just you or your family in the room and it felt very nice it was it was a good experience the pictures came out phenomenal is I'll Mickey, keep those forever is that Mickey and Minnie in the safari outfits yes there that's we go. right very cool that's special so do you have any Genie Plus trips for Animal Kingdom or in general this week 
Well, yeah, this week, so I was thinking I had my uh, fever-filled uh, Genie Plus uh, extravaganza last week. But yeah, so... How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm doing better. As uh, I said on the Instagram, I was feeling better the next day. A lot better this week. Um, so what I was thinking was Genie Plus, there's always something. It always kind of, oh yeah, I should have said this. My Genie Plus tip of the week. We'll get some echo in that, right? We'll, we'll do it, make it feel very grandiose or something. Uh, so when you wake up at seven o'clock to get either your lightning lanes or your genie plus, you don't get the ride you want. Here's a tip before seven 30, they actually do uh ride refills. They don't know. Like they're not guaranteed, but they will release more rides. So you know, you're kind of, you know, it's early in the morning. You're probably either you're getting yourself or the kids up ready for, you know, breakfast to go catch uh, the Disney transportation. But from 7 to 730, it might be worth it if you don't get that that fast, that uh, Genie Plus reservation on whatever, you know, Slinky Dog Dash or those the Remy's, one of the rides that are harder, you miss out. Keep looking from 7 to 730. Yeah, it stinks. You're on vacation. You don't want to be tied to your phone, but you know, might be worth it in the end. So keep, keep looking. Nice tip. I love that. Again, Rob is the genie plus expert. I just think it's a great idea, but wouldn't be able to navigate that myself. I used to travel to Disney and actually turn my phone on airplane mode so that I didn't have to do anything i was yeah. not really reachable it was a real vacation and unfortunately i feel like that option is no longer there you really have to be connected so on occasion i can just rely on um, rob yeah. so i so don't she, have she to could turn it off because i mean you have you know i'm there the love of your life i know you don't <laughs> have to say it i get it i think darling <laughs> um i'm there the kids are there Usually, travel specialist Nicole is there as well. So that's true. That's true. So that's uh, between Rob and Nicole, we're always taking care of the kids, and I are just. I guess I become a kid at that point. I'm just kind of <laughs> like, okay, whatever you guys say. So Abby's like, I got everybody here that I, you know, my immediately know. Uh, in my immediate circle, my, yes. your inner circle. So she's good. She could turn it off and just let me kind of do the, uh, the the staring into the phone. Yeah. It is a good experience, except when you when when we all get separated, then I really stress out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. When I was a teenager and went to Disney, it wasn't like an older; it was a young teenager. I remember my dad let my brother and I just go. Like he wanted to go do something, and then he let me and my brother go on our own. And my brother kind of like looked at me, and he was just like, "You can figure it out," and like left. He just like left me in the middle of Hollywood <laughs> Studios and uh, I, I don't know, probably like 13 or so. And I just I I had to figure it out. Right. So, I mean, I did, but I maybe somewhere in my <laughs> childhood core memories that's there still. And I always am just like, where am I? What's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm so glad to have you and Nicole. <laughs> We could lead you anywhere. Uh huh. Totally. So, as far as just general news this week, um, we are almost back to normal. Can you believe it? 
Can you believe it? It's been about three years almost, and we're almost there. Um, January 22nd, Ariel is returning to her grotto, which is so cool. I love that. Um, On my baby moon, when I brought (laughs) my oldest daughter, we definitely spent lots of time in that grotto with Ariel, just hanging out, taking pictures, going back a few times because she was nervous and needed to try again and and that kind of thing. It was really fun. Uh, Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, I think with the uh, upcoming movie, I think it's going to be another. It's going to be a hit. It's going to be a big thing. Yeah. And the return of Enchanted Tales Tales with Belle, which is also, I I think that's a experience that's often skipped because people don't understand what it is, but it's fantastic. It does take time to do, but you are involved in Belle's story. So a lot of members that go in, or I'm sorry, guests that go in, get picked to be a part of the story. And you get to meet Belle and you're in a room with maybe like 30, 40 other people, which is a really small amount at Disney World. And you get to hang out with Belle. You get to go meet her. You get some, I think they used to pass out bookmarks or something at the end. It's definitely worth it. And I'm so excited it's back. No, that's amazing. It's it's an experience. I mean, I want to check it out. I've never, I've never done it myself. Maybe we could hit that up this trip. This trip will be phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And I'm hopeful, you know, so Disneyland is leading the way with the opening of the Magic Key. They're they're allowing more times that Magic Key can be purchased. And I'm so hopeful that there's the return of the Disney World annual pass. I mean, not that we're Florida residents or anything, but it's just it's a phenomenal deal for people who are going to Disney all the time. It's a really it's a really good no, absolutely. Thanks. I Just, hope to one day, uh, one day when we're old and <laughs> well, the kids are, are have left the house. We hope to be down in Florida, and uh, we hope to be uh, Disney pass holders. And that's kind of always been my retirement plan. Mm-hmm. I want to go, maybe do some kids hair and bippity boppity boutique (laughs) or something like that i really i mean everybody who actually knows me knows that i'm gonna be in living with the land (laughs) just (laughs) making plants and harvesting food and i'll never leave though if if anybody ever let me hang out and living with the land i would never leave she really loves that ride i did just get in a hydroponic garden the other day oh it's a thing here we go so by the way I just want to say our dog is snoring very, very loudly <laughs> on the couch right now. <laughs> yeah, she's really in a deep sleep. It must be all those uh, whatever is being produced from the hydroponic uh, garden. <laughs> just all the strawberries. That I'm yeah, exactly. Cooking well, up. It's, there's, there's some type of there's more uh, oxygen in our in our house. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> so I want to take this opportunity. We do own family travel planner which is a disney and universal boutique travel agency and we have welcomed aboard a bunch of new travel specialists lately so i wanted to reach out and just say hey welcome aboard we're so happy to have you um it's going to be an exciting year because travel is back it is mm-hmm. so back. It, I mean, they keep saying like, oh, it's been back for a while, but it really hasn't. I think now people aren't as scared. There's just, yeah, there, 
even cruising is back, which yeah. has really taken a really huge dive. So it's back and we're ready to go. Um, if you're ever interested in becoming a travel specialist with us, take a look at our website, familytravelplanner.com, and there are some questions there that you can answer, and we'll see if you're a good fit for us. You can always reach out to us at uh, email at disney at familytravelplanner.com. That's right. Or you can come, you can check out our Instagram, Disney Family Travel Planner. <laughs> There's so many ways to find us. Yeah, just probably yeah. just Google us. There Google, you go. Google, go to the website. You'll get to us eventually. <laughs> I've got a tickle in my throat. <laughs> but um, so one of our travel specialists, Dylan, stopped by this week, and we totally put her on the spot and said, "Hey, sit in the podcast chair. We've got questions for you." And and like I said, Dylan's really come on. She's uh. She's been a great help to all the people uh, traveling down to Disney. And, and you know, we, we she was a good addition to the team. Absolutely. She's a great addition. And she brings a lot of youthfulness and, and fun recommendations that we've uh, grasped onto. So here's a little bit of an interview with Dylan. And we hope to have more travel specialists on soon. All right, so we're here with a very special guest. We're here with Dylan, who's one of the family travel planner specialists. Since uh, she's come on, she's really rocked it. She's been doing a great job. She's taken the proverbial bull by the horns, and uh, we wanted to come up and uh, have a few words with her. So say hi, Dylan. Hi. <laughs> we put her a little bit on the spot here, but uh, we appreciate her coming out. So... I got a question for you. Hard-hitting question first. What was the reason, like, do you have a reason why you want to become a uh, travel agent? Well, when I was presented with the opportunity, I felt like it would be the perfect way to use my knowledge and love of Disney to help other people because sometimes when you're just such a Disney lover and you have all this information and nothing to do with it, you can turn it into a career and a passion and actually help people because a lot of times it can be overwhelming for people who haven't been or haven't been in a very long time. Absolutely. No, that's definitely that's something we found uh, in dealing with as my wife opened the, the company. That's definitely like a through line is, uh, you know, people need help. And it's a lot. It's a lot. So that, that's a good reason. Now, in your experience, since you've been a travel agent, what is like the one, like what's like a big question that you've gotten, like maybe over and over or just something that you feel is important? Well, there's definitely a few about the resorts and dining, transportation, pretty much everything. But I would say the park hoppers sometimes are okay. things that people debate and go back and forth between, do I need this? Do I not need this? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that has to do with how long their stay is, how old the kids are, mm -hmm. if they've ever been, yeah. if they're like Disney fans or if they're just going for the day and how much they really want to get done. Like I know, I've had a lot of clients who just want to go to Animal Kingdom and just want to go to Magic Kingdom. So they do two days okay. of each and they want to also focus on resting in the pool. But a lot of times they have clients who are going to be there for a whole week. So it might be better for them to utilize their time with the hopper so they can go back mm -hmm. and forth and see an Epcot fireworks show one night and then okay. in the morning be able to do Animal Kingdom and vice versa. 
yeah, everybody's trying to utilize their time because, you know, vacations are limited and, you know, you're spending money. So you want to get in there, right? That, that's, yeah, that's definitely a question I could understand coming up. And Dylan's the one that can, uh, you know, guide you in the right direction. So that's a good thing. And now this is, I didn't, I kind of like told her the two questions I was going to give her. There's a third one I wasn't going to, I didn't tell her, but it, it's, a, it's a softball. Like what's one thing? Like you said, you're a Disney lover. Like, do you have a Disney memory, like from any time that you kind of, you know, something that always sticks in your mind when you think you're a Disney experience? Well, when I was, I forget which trip it was when I was younger, but I think when I was 12, my little sister always, she's four years younger than me, but she always had a intense fear of the characters so whenever we'd go to meet and greets our character breakfast she would hide (laughs) and it was such a project and I loved them so Mm -hmm. it was my parents were constantly like going back and forth my mom had to go to the hotel with her I wanted to be with the characters constantly and I remember there was one night where we'd been in the parks literally all day because I wouldn't leave (laughs) and my mom went back to the contemporary with my sister to watch the fireworks and I (laughs) stayed in the parks and then my dad finally like oh we should probably go back and you know hang out with the rest of our family who's here <laughs> yeah. so we went back hung out with them got super bored at the hotel and i remember at this time they had extra magic hours okay. and they were really late or maybe they just seemed really late in my 12 year old <laughs> mind and him and i quote unquote snuck out of the hotel room when my sister and my mom were sleeping and okay. We went to Hollywood Studios and to Epcot and like hopped oh, wow. okay. in the night and like yeah. got on all the rides. It was so fun. Oh, and then that... also my dad and I, I think like the night after went to the Mickey's Not So Scary party yeah. and we thought we were like so cool. Um, <laughs> no. Or maybe I just did. No, those are great experiences. Definitely like the nighttime if you could do it, if you could mm-hmm. do the park hop. That's I mean, there's you know, the crowds are less so it's you could get on and then. If you're going to the, you know, the Mickey's not so scary. That's yeah. Extra out, extra, extra magic hours, hours have always been like yeah, my favorite. I spend yeah. the whole day or I don't go early sometimes. Like I'm big on, you know, getting there at 10 a.m. But staying till like midnight. Okay. No, that's a good that's a good uh, tip. And, uh, you know, <laughs> definitely something the clients, uh, you know, you could pass along to the clients and mm-hmm. maybe not with little, little kids, though, but <laughs> yes, older yep. kids. Yeah, no, they'll definitely like to late, sleep in a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, stay there later. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. We for appreciate having me. it. And we appreciate everything you do at the uh, Family Travel Planner. Thank you. One of the companies that Dylan works with is called One Box Travel. I had the opportunity to speak with the owner, Laura, today, and she was delightful. I really enjoyed speaking with her. She's a mama herself, and she opened up this business on experience and dreams, just like Mr. Walt Disney opened his companies, right? Yes. So, um, parallel. That's what I do. <laughs> so the idea of one box travel came about because the owner does not check luggage when they travel. They've had too many bad experiences, but found that when they arrived at their destinations, they were spending a huge chunk of their time picking up odds and ends. So by that, it would be all the things that you can't carry on board, right? Mm-hmm. So like... 
I, I would guess like hair products, suntan lotion, like if you had needed these big bottles, or maybe even things you didn't think of because you're traveling lightly, like ponchos or even remember we were talking about those cooling towels last week. Yeah. I mean, so one box um provides these things. And so you would order it ahead of your vacation and they would deliver it to your hotel with our resort, Disney Resort, wherever you're staying, and put a note on it saying, please keep aside for whoever it's for. And then you could go to the front desk and gather that upon your arrival. It's a really good system. So they have specific Disney packages. So the Disney Child package comes custom, has a customized insulated Disney water bottle, has a rain poncho, which you absolutely need. It has chapstick, which I absolutely Ooh, always we need. Better, better throw in 10 of those. <laughs> it has a cute little autograph book, um, bendy glow tubes to play with, a customized drawstring backpack, Mickey and Minnie ears, a lanyard for Disney pin trading, and it even has a starter pin mm -hmm. on there. Hand sanitizer and uh, bonus go go squeeze. Oh wow! So that's a lot of stuff, and that, it's that is yeah, it's reasonably priced, and it's just just think about not having to pack all that stuff. Yeah, or to not have to go while you're down there and go either to gift shop, yeah. which stuff's usually a little bit more expensive. Absolutely, you're taking your time, or you find it in the parks, and that's also you know could be more expensive and taking some of your experience away. She says she gets a lot of orders for um, baby specific stuff sometimes mm -hmm. like baby diapers and swim diapers and okay. all the ointments and things that come along with that. What a great thing. You can just purchase it and it will be there waiting for you. Well, one of the things I did notice in the adult package was the body glide. Yes. And I did tell her that's your thing. I had never really yeah. heard of body glide. We met because, you know, look chafing it's a thing we all go through it right <laughs> so you put this stuff on in the places where your body would rub <laughs> together with other parts of your body and takes that all away because you're doing a lot of walking you're moving you know a lot of us are desk jockeys now just getting out and we're doing mm -hmm. more walking than we normally do this stuff was a, a game changer for me so that that is included in one of the packages yeah that would be in the disney adult package and that's what comes along with a cooling towel body wipes so you mm -hmm. know I, I mean we don't want to smell right <laughs> I mean, it's hot oh you got the waterproof phone holder which is pretty essential rain patches mm -hmm. again which you definitely need they have the mickey and mini ears for adults and another customized water bottle so all these things you can actually just customize as well she's very sweet lady and she's very open to whatever you need so one of the things that dylan had suggested to her was to bring on like a snack box like so 
it's a specific just for kids snack box that mm-hmm. could be tailored towards Disney. And I think that's a really great idea because yeah. wouldn't you want to bring just little affordable snacks to the park or even just walking out i remember when when we used to go um when i was a kid we just bring pop tarts <laughs> we had so many pop tarts everywhere <laughs> because it was an easy thing to bring yeah no so, absolutely yeah and if you could get them into the park and you're sitting in line with the kids and you could pop out you know uh, some mickey pretzels or something in a bag i mean oh, it'd be a huge deal it's a huge deal mm-hmm. Not as good as the actual Mickey pretzel, but, you know. Give me that cheese. (laughs) So um, if you're thinking of ordering from One Box Travel, you need to give her at least at minimum a a week. But she usually finds that people do book in advance. So especially if you're an agent working with One Box Travel, she said people... uh, We'll do months ahead of time. Right. She even has next year orders lined up. So that's that's yeah. a long And, and a most long people, time. their trips to Disney are usually well in advance. You yeah. know, they're not just like, you know what? Next weekend, I'm doing Disney. I'm bringing the kids. We're all doing, you know, it's normally planned out. So that's something. But, you know, keeping one box travel in, uh, you know, in your thoughts, that's a big deal. It's a huge deal. So I'm definitely going to try this out. I'm going to um, travel specialist Nicole's big birthday party in Epcot. And this is going to be a really quick trip for me. So I'm just bringing a backpack. Do you think I can do it, babe? Just a backpack? I don't know. I've seen your pack. (laughs) She is a preparer. I prepare for everything and that includes first aid kits. Like I always bring a first aid kit. So I think the scuba gear, uh, (laughs) the list goes on and on this round. It's just going to be a backpack and I'm going to have to use one box travel. And I'm really excited about that. And now where do you find this one box travel? One box travel.com. Oh, look at that. And that's all spelled out. O N E B O X T R A V E L.com. That's right. So, babe, you got anything else for us? We got one dog snoring and one cat meowing. I think that's our signal to go. Yeah. I I think we filled up enough of uh, everyone's time with our Disney hints, our Disney tips, our facts, our recommendations. As always, we appreciate everyone coming back and listening to us. Don't let the snake bite you. This has been a Family Travel Planner Production.